All right. What's up, everybody? Thanks for uh, joining in. It's a brand new day, brand new Boomer Memes. Uh, we're here at the Boomer Memes compound because uh, Tanner is taking a week off. We're, you know, we're just giving him that. That's just, uh, you know... We, you know, we pay him well. He deserves a break. We're we're allowing him a, a little bit of freedom. So now you have me, and we're mixing things up uh, a bit as far as like the way the show is kind of done. And uh, you know, we're actually switching to Mondays, so it's not going to be as topical going forward. Uh, we're, when we're recording, it's still going to come out on Fridays. It's just going to give us more time instead of recording Thursday night and then cranking it out Friday during the day. It puts a lot of stress, and this frees up my Thursdays to kind of relax before and prepare for mics and not you know, not scramble my brain too much, but, uh, um, so today is a Wednesday and Bryant's off on Wednesday. So it just seemed like a good time to, to have him on since What's I knew was, we were going to be here anyway. Yeah. Um, it's not like we're slaying puss on the reg. Right, right, right. Um, so as always, you can follow everything. I've got a dot com now it's Ian sharp comedy.com. Just takes you to my link tree where you can find everything, including my newly launched boomer memes, Patreon. So that would be cool. Um, I don't think anyone wants to give me money, but I, I hope I like to have it there just in case, because, you know, the more money the show makes, then the better I, I am at like, uh, you know, paying rent on time. So yeah, that is pretty nice when that happens. Uh, I haven't had a problem with it yet, but you know, the way the world's looking, I know, look, the world is in like crazy turmoil. There's wars going on. Uh, there's, you know, the January 6th hearings are going on. Gas prices are through the roof. There's a recession, inflation, all kinds of shit happening. Um, can't get no pussy nowhere. I think you could still give me like a dollar a yeah. month. I don't think that's too bad. If I can get like, if I can rope 2000 of you suckers into giving me a dollar a month, then I can quit my fucking job. That's, that's the dream. I won't be as like, I'll be doing a little worse off than I am now, but not much. And it'll be fine. Yeah. I'll have all the free time in the world to work on this show and make it better, develop it for you at home. That's that's the move right there is to, you know, give this man money so that I don't have to hear him complain about his day job anymore. Yeah, no, it's it's rough. It's, it's rough. terrible. Um yeah, I don't I don't love it either, but you know, um I think I've been thinking about that lately. I think it's, you know, cuz it's kind of true when people ask me what I do for a living, I think I'm just going to start saying that I work with special needs people. Well, I mean, both of us do. Both of us do. Right? Like you, it's in a different capacity, but you know, I'm, I'm working with the general public and uh, yeah, it could be anybody. It's you yeah. probably literally are. Yeah. Working. Some days, some days I, I was, uh, we, when we were still taking calls in, uh, Schittsburg, uh, we, I had a guy call in with the last people in Schittsburg I ever talked to, uh, called in just to tell me how happy he was about the twain and I'm going on twain wide for 30 goddamn minutes of my life. It was terrible. Yeah, I, I got a. Um, he was a pretty smart guy, but he was definitely in um, speech impediment. R's and oh. L's, W's guy. And I always hate it because you know that it's got to be rough. Like yeah, especially when you're like it's actually, be rough. Yeah, we pretty. It's got to be pretty rough. Pretty rough. And uh, <laughs> but he was like a smart dude. He was. He wasn't yeah. like he wasn't one of my problem callers. He knew how to get his IP address and all that stuff. It wasn't a big deal. Guys uh, like that usually can because they're not like out. And about like socializing, so right. they're at home, like building their robot wives, or right? Whatever. Right, right. So yeah, I work with special needs people for the most part. This guy wasn't really that special needs; he was just had a speech impediment. But um, yeah, so the real reason why I brought Bryant here today is because you know we live together, we we gripe and bitch a Constantly. lot, and uh, lately, you know, if, if you've been following the show, the past couple episodes. 
I've kind of been talking about how the uh, you know the scene is is not it's a, it's in a little bit of trouble. It's been it's been uh, it's been grim out there. Yeah, it seems like um, you know right after 2020, everyone was real excited to get back out. We had a lot of enthusiasm. Things were spiking. Things were looking real good, and then just lately, everything's dropped off. You know. Oddly enough, it did kind of happen around the same time that gas prices went up. So yeah, I wonder. I wonder if that could be the yeah. culprit. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if, if like you know, economic turmoil. But no, 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 no. no. I don't think that's the case. I think really, and I've, I've got a bunch of notes here that I took today. I kind of, kind of went through. Um, I think the problem is, is that we don't have enough uh, gimmick shows. You know, you may be right. Like, like I'm thinking about like. You know, like shows that are like comedy shows, but also something else. Because, I mean, when you think about it, the worst part of comedy is is the stand-up. Yeah. No one wants to actually see someone just stand up on a stage and pontificate and have, about ha- penises. You have, like, control over yeah. it. You know? So, like, really what it, what it what's better is if we could find a way to, like, really just get all, like, that applause and that sort of uh, validation... Um, but not have to do quite as maybe we'll have to do some stand up to kind of justify it. But uh, so I've been thinking on on and I asked you to kind of think about this too, like new ideas that we could do to kind of save the scene, bring the scene back, pump life into the scene. Yeah, just a um, little rejuvenation. And so I'll kick off with one here, and these aren't in any um, sort of particular order. Uh, you know what's big today or now? What is what's pe- what are people into? Um, Man, I don't know. I'm so disconnected. What is big today? Um, well, I'll tell you. Uh, I, you know, I'm also old, but like I hear the kids these days really like uh, Twitch and watching Twitch streamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the number one job kids ask to like kids say they want to be when they grow up is like an influencer, or a Twitch streamer, or something. And that's weird to me because, like, t- you know, to me, I don't particularly love just watching someone else play a video game. But now it's it's all the rage, you know. Yeah, kids dig it. It makes sense too because as a kid, I probably would have liked it more because my parents wouldn't buy me like every game, so it was a good way to kind of experience what they're like. Um, so what I'm thinking is, you know, what's that? It's, that's a video game with a commentary is essentially what it yeah. is. Yeah. And so what if we made that a live show? You know, we do adventure fight and yeah. Adventure fight. What so. if we just project like a video game screen on to, to where the crowd can see it. And then the, the comedians sit in kind of, you know, catty corner. So it's not total back to the crowd, but kind of, you know, where yeah. you can see the screen. Yeah. Too. Like cheating out a little bit and just plays video games <clears throat> and comments on it. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Like, that would sell a million tickets. That would sell a million tickets, especially if it's, like, a local comic, you know? I think uh, that's the kind of thing people are looking for. Well, it's like you got to think about, like, you know, like, what do do most comics do with their time? They're they're not writing comedy. They're playing video games. They're playing video video games. games. Yeah, they're they're not writing. They're not, like, going out and doing mics or whatever. They're they're playing whatever's hot. Like, what kind of game would you want them to play, though? Would you you want, like, a a multiplayer kind of deal or, you know, like, trying to beat through Elden Ring and just passing controllers or what? Yeah, I was going to say, well, something like, uh, something multiplayer would get more people involved, like a Mario Party type situation or, like, a, you know, like, Fall Guys would be a fun Fall Guys would be great for that. Or, like, Among Us or something. I don't know if that works with people in the same room or not, but. Yeah, that would be. Like Among Us would be like a hundred percent, like the audience would give it away because the audiences are too stupid to really, you know, audience members are as a general rule too dumb to get you know even the lowest of lowbrow jokes. So they're gonna be screaming at you know whoever the imposter is, like they're watching fucking Blues Clues. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, what like so that's probably not a great game. Yeah, that one's but like I think good. Elden Ring would if you if you got like you know doing one comic at a time something like yeah. Elden Ring would be better because yeah, make them mad and they'll cuss and say a bunch of things. Oh yeah. 
So I think, you know, that's, I think that might, you know, pump some life because, you know, video games are huge right now. They're bigger than movies. Yeah. They're so much bigger than movies. And we're not going to make a video game. So we might as well like make money off someone else's video game. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it worked in the past too. Look at mystery science theater 3000 at the heyday of bad movies. And now, you know, uh, that's thriving. Last I heard, you know, they still have like syndication. Uh, they're totally still making stuff. So uh, I got another idea too oh, that I think like because you know like that's that's that'd be a paid show that would be yeah, something you that couldn't be an open mic. Uh, but for an open mic, I was thinking like uh, I mean I've got a bunch of ideas. Um, like what is you know what's what does everybody love? You know, boobs, pets. Okay, puppy dogs, kitty cats. I mean the the they, name of the local. JJ's open mic has been free kittens for years. And what, and what also, what, what's, it's kind of the bane of, of the comics existence, but it's the, it's the pleasure of the crowd. When someone walks in, when brings their dog to JJ's, Oh yeah, everyone loves it, wants to pet the dog. It's a big disruption. So the reason why it's a disruption is because there's only one dog. Yeah. Bring your pets to the open mic. There you go. We have a open mic where it's the, it's like, Hey, if you got a pet and you want to get them out and bring them to a bar, you get all those dogs in one room together. They'll be quiet. They'll behave. They they'll won't absolutely behave. They'll pay attention to the show. Yeah. And, and then and when it's so, smell better, when someone walks in with a new dog and people aren't going to be distracted, they're going to be able to focus on the comedian on stage, which is what's the most important in that yeah, situation. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, no distractions whatsoever. And that's kind of what we want. So the best way to get rid of those distractions is to like have more distractions, neutralizing right. all of the distractions. I, I see where your head's you at. Normalize, that's a great idea. Normalize the idea. distractions so that it's not a distraction anymore. Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, someone brings a kitten in, Oh boy. But you know, you've already pet nine kittens. Yeah, today, no so you're, deal. you're one to hear someone else. You're to hear someone talk about their wiener. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like it being at JJ's anyway, you know, you talk to like five hot ladies when the sixth one walks in, you're already like, ah, I've talked to enough, you know? Yeah. I've, I've talked to enough pretty women in my life, you know, uh, at least for the night, you know, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, and it's, you know, I'm still going to pet dogs after this show. I'm yeah. just not going to pet anymore after I get my hands all stinky. Yeah. You know, and you know, especially if it's a bar like JJ's, you know, uh, would Washing the, your hands isn't going to make your hands smell better. It'd be the per, I think JJ's is the perfect spot because it's so close. Yeah, it's so like intimate. So there. you're like around all the dogs, exactly, and or whatever pets people want to bring. You yeah, know? the the marmots. Oh man, uh, were you there that time that hippie brought a goat? Uh, I was not. Yeah, there was a hippie one night. Uh, came out the that alley behind the bar. Uh, came up there looking for the entrance to the bar. We. And uh, Donnie Marsh yelled, hey, this guy's got a goat. <laughs> and uh, we all told him, you know, where the entrance was. And lo and behold, he came in with a goat, um, started trying to scam beer, not for him, but for the goat. Well, of course. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, I obviously bought the goat a beer. Uh, the goat drank half of a Miller High Life. The hippie drank the other half. And then John Shoemaker put him out of the bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Well, then, like, that's the kind of thing that, you know, a, a pet show would need, right? Is to have a, a beer drinking goat. Like, honestly, give the goat, you know, three minutes. See what it can do. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, like, again, distractions. People are going to pay attention to the goat anyway. Exactly. Might as well make it part of the show. Yeah. You know, I've always wondered what a, a doing a show with a goat would be like. I bet they do a lot of those in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Uh, I hear they do a ton of those in Mexico. 
Um, I hear uh, like goats and other like farm animals you can catch shows at uh, specifically uh, whatever that town is that's right over the border from San Diego. You know the one I'm talking about. Um, you can see a lot of crazy, crazy animal themed shows there. And, you know, and look at us. Look at us. We're talking about something multicultural, right? right. We're bringing something that is uh, culturally from Tijuana to Chattanooga. Right. You know, which this is a this is a metropolitan town. This is a, a melting pot town. You know, so we can get some some different faces into the into the bar to see. The Absolutely, show. and I think we should bring all kinds of different people because it's, exactly. it's it's boring when you're only getting like the same kind of perspectives over and over. And as as a as a person who's trying to write new and interesting takes on things, yeah. the fact that like you know there, it's there's so many like nerdy white guys there that uh, you know all kind of have the same interests and stuff. It really makes it tough. So I, you know, I, I, I want to see more different people who live different, totally different lives than me that still can relate to me and make me laugh. And so I think that's why it's good, you know, to bring in goats and, 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 and whatnot. Um, also, you know what I've been thinking about lately? You know, we talk about all these different groups that, you know, uh, that we need to like uh, represent, you know, that need representation yeah. in comedy. You know what we don't have? We need more uh, special needs people, more special Dude, needs comics. A hundred percent. We need more special needs comics. Like, I mean, we've, all, we've only got four right now. It's you, me, Ben Levine and Elijah, uh, Elijah Cron. Yeah. And we do need more, but, and you know, and a lot of people say like, you know, and I hear this complaint a lot when people are talking about like other, you know, people that aren't straight white men. It's like, we need more of this in comedy. And I've heard this a lot. And, you know, there's that argument that, you know, uh, people come back with all the time. It's like, well, if they showed up, we've given them time. Fuck it. We don't even have to wait for them to show up. We can go to the train museum. We can go to the tow truck museum, to the fire truck museum, and just say, hey, have you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? And invite them in, you know? Yeah. And, like, it, it, honestly, it doesn't matter what the special need is, you know? Yeah. Like, like uh, you know, like like Elijah's special need is, like, he's, he's autistic. Yeah. Ben, his special need is he has uh, fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah. Uh, mine is I don't know I'm just I'm just yours stupid. is that you you have uh, uh, I've club old, dick. Well, I was gonna say your <laughs> club dick. Jesus Christ! I was gonna say your brain is in your dick. Yeah, that's um, why it's so big. Yeah, and mine is that I have Down syndrome. So you know, and and good on you know the the movers, the shakers, the bookers, you know all the folks that have you know bent over backwards and uh, accommodated me and accommodated you and accommodated Elijah and Ben, you know, for all these years and given us the opportunity to, you know, be, uh, you know, be our most authentic selves in spite of our disabilities. And, you know, we, I want to see more of that too. And I want to see more folks like us, you know, in, in the, in this scene. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I think that, uh, or just more folks in general, you know, like, yeah. I mean, like, especially like, you know, like, uh, like white bookers who really harp on about this, but then don't, don't like hang out with anyone else. It's yeah. like, I feel like that's why they're so desperate to, to book a diverse show is because that's, they don't have them in their backyard. So they they want them in, in the, the comedy yeah. clubs. Yeah. And you know, that makes sense. You know, I, I'm always happy to see, especially a booker you know, making friends. Cause I know how hard it is to make friends as a booker. Right. You know, I, I know how hard it is to stay friends with people when you're booking shows, you know, because you're having to please so many people all at once while also, you know, you have to give up so much of your own, you know, 
you have to give up so much of your own, uh, inte- not integrity, but, uh, your, your own, you know, free will and, you know, your wants, you have to give up your wants so that the show will go. And sometimes that means not booking yourself on your own show or, uh, something like that. And what? I find it really noble that they do that. What if I did a show though, where I booked it and I was the only comic on the show. That's called a headlining set. No, I mean, you know, most headliners will still have like a support act. Yeah. And like a, you know, I just want to, you know, just, just me. It's like, look guys, it's just me. And then my one famous friend coming in from out of town this time. That's like, it's like, just, that's it. They're doing their set and I'm doing mine. I think that'd be yeah. a good idea. People would pay for that. Um, you know what else we're talking about? There's not enough like diversity and inclusivity and representation in the scene. You know what else there's not enough of? I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Splash zones. Dude, you know what? You know what people you love. Now you're thinking. Now people you're love thinking. To, people love to laugh, and they yeah. love getting sopping wet. Dude, who does? Especially as hot as it is outside. Dude, we just saw Guar a few weeks ago. Oh, that was, it was so great. relieving. What if we brought Guar to the comedy sphere? Right, dude. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, I know, like, uh, like uh, it's been done. Gallagher had did it, yeah. but like Gallagher's not really working. I think his brother took his act. Yeah, I, it's like brother stole his act and then bought it or something. Oh, yeah, I don't know the story. Yeah, but, it's like a whole thing. Gallagher went kind of crazy and he's not really doing stuff. Yeah. So someone needs to take up that mantle, but like, I don't want to do what he did. I don't want to smash fruit. Yeah. Let's just bring a hose out. Just hose people down. Yeah. And use that as your punchline. You know, it's like, water balloons. That's, that's my, that's every punchline. is just a water balloon. There you go. Different. It makes the most sense. And, and we'll give people like the plastic sheets. They can like dodge them with Yeah. But. A hundred percent. And you know, we, we just need to see more of that kind of stuff. Right. We, and man, this, this scene needs more, you know, you know, it needs more fun is what it needs. Like it a needs wet t-shirt contest. I there mean, you go. I mean, now we, you're thinking we have tits. Yeah, absolutely. I would hundred percent do Ben that. Levine has tits. Ben Levine has tits. I have tits. You have tits. Uh, uh, Matt Harris has tits. Matt Harris has some tits. Matt Harris has some, uh, Bangarang boobies. Andrew's been working hard and losing weight, but I bet yeah, I bet I'm if bet we took you his shirt, shirt off, off, I bet if you hosed him down in a white t-shirt, Victoria's Secret would be given up. I would say Donnie lost a bunch of weight. I would say yeah. he had tits. He had tits. I don't think he has tits anymore. I don't think his girlfriend allows him to. I don't think Dave has tits either. Dave looks like he should have tits. Dave looks like he should have tits. I don't know. I've seen Dave shirtless a lot, and like I can't picture him in my head. He's if he soft. Has tits he's a soft guy. He's a very soft guy. Yeah. I like I like hugging him. Oh yeah, dude. He's very huggable. Uh, that's you know eighty percent of the reason why I love him. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think of who else has tits. Oh, hey, speak. I meant to bring this up at the beginning. I'm sorry to cut you off. Speaking of Dave, um, I did want to say that Dave and Ryan have started a, a podcast. So I think it's the second Chattanooga comedy podcast in town. It's, they're doing like a good cop, rad cop, where they um, riff about shows. And I just want to say, um, as from one podcast to another, fuck those motherfuckers. The reason why is because... No reason. Just podcast beef. Podcast beef gets podcast in viewers. Podcast beef makes so much money. It gets viewer or listeners or viewers for me because this is video because I'm smart because uh, and I'm hot. Like, come, come on. Yeah, dude. Uh, look at him. And, and so I think that, like, fuck those guys. Just tell them I said fuck them. And then so that way on their – that maybe they'll write a song about how bad my show is. Yeah. And then we can, you know – cross promo there you go and it'll be it will be like hate it'll be like people my fans will go over there and call them you know stupid and then they'll come and call me a racist or a bigot or something yeah. and it'll be fine it'll be it'll be good it'll be good for clicks dude yeah and and honestly that's 
what we're doing here, right? Is clicks. Yeah. So I have clicks is the new butts and seats. So go look up. I can't remember what it's called, but go look up the good cop, rad cop podcast. Yeah. Just follow them on like Instagram and and tell tell them we said they're stupid. Tell them they're, they're, they're stupid poopy heads who smell like diarrhea. Tell them that, uh, they, they need to drink a whole big glass of TT. (laughs) You got me with the TT. There we go. Got him. All right. Um, oh shit. So, but yeah, like, you know, there've got to be more ideas you oh, know, for getting the, getting the scene back together. Like one idea I had today is, uh, we do a show, uh, but I don't know if you remember this, they were popular, like with the EDM kids back in the day, we were talking about EDM earlier. Uh, but those, uh, those silent raves where like everyone's wearing the headsets. And oh, talking, you're talking about doing a silent comedy show, doing a silent comedy show where like everyone's wearing the Bluetooth headsets and the comics like up there and can't hear or whatever. The comic would have to be like in an isolation booth. Yeah. That would be crazy. Cause you wouldn't hear You'd only see the laughter. You wouldn't hear yeah, it. Exactly. Oh man. And, that, and you know, that's the kind of gimmick show that I think is going to build, you know, it, it's going to build an audience. And that's what, well, you know the what goal that, is here. you know what that would solve heckling a hundred percent. There would never be a heckler ever again. Yeah. You couldn't. Cause it's, you know, there's yeah. a, there's a, and, and like crowd work is hack anyway. Right. So why would you want to do that? You know, you just give everybody a number, you number 23. Yeah. Where, what do you do for a living? Into the mic, into the mic. That's <laughs> oh, you're a you're a plumber. What's that like, you plumber? Oh, you deal with shit. shit. <laughs> Crowd work is great because it's just you. They could you just ask a question, then whatever they say, you're it's just incredulous. You can't believe that they would actually say that, even if it's the most normal thing. I'm I'm gonna go do crowd work at Barley tonight. I think just exclusively crowd work. Oh man, say I. I've got a shill for something too. While we're kind of uh, off topic a little bit too, yeah. so a few episodes ago, I smoked this legal THC joint. Or I guess I, I don't know if I could call it a joint. I guess I can. Uh, from uh, Farm to Med on uh, it's it's over by the Publix and North Chat. Yeah, and it was really good and it's legal. So I was thinking about for future episodes getting that. So I'm just talking nice things about them so that way I can go to them and say, hey, I've got a podcast and I've been plugging your stuff. So if you want to go check it out. I can't remember if it's THC two or THCB. It's something like that is what they call it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, le- it's hemp derived THC. Yeah. It's legal and it, it actually worked. It was, it tasted good and smelled good. Um, if nice you go, and resiny. if you go there and check it out, even I haven't even talked to him about it yet. Tanner, I think has, but I don't think he used boomer meme specifically. I think he was doing it for more of the brew chat thing, yeah. but Tanner's not here. So you know what, when you go in there and you, and you off my recommendation to buy some of their products, tell them you heard about it on the boomer memes podcast. Then when I go in there next to get more of it, Cause like, I don't want to do drugs on this show. I'm trying to be a good influence. Yeah. You know, don't break the law, uh, but, I'll, but audience. if it's a legal product, I'm, I'm totally fine with using that on camera. So I would like to get some of that for the show. Um, so I wish you had gotten some of that for the show today. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I fucked up, but you fucked up bad. Well, I, 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 I had to work, so I couldn't get out. I should have sent you on. An you should have sent me on the fucking errand. I was out. Yeah. Next time. Um, but so, but basically go ahead and go buy the stuff. And when you buy the stuff and you too, they don't, they're not going to watch and see that you're in on this. So go, if you go buy, oh, yeah, 100%. just say, Hey, yeah, I was listening to this local podcast called boomer memes. And they talked about how great your stuff was. And just say that in passing 
and let them know they're. And so then when I go in and say, hey, I do a podcast, I was thinking about promoting it to my listeners. You know, I kind of have mentioned it before. They'll go, oh, yeah, yeah. And then they'll be more inclined yeah, to want And I mean, as I understand it, you know, I'm not in, I'm not a podcaster. Like you, I, I I don't have a my own a podcast to call my own. You don't have you don't have much of much to say usually though. No, well, not on your show, <laughs> not, not when you're around. Uh, yeah, no, I'm very demure, uh, keep my feelings to myself kind of guy. But as I understand it, the way like getting those sponsorships work is like you know you do what you're doing, you plug them before you're getting the sponsorship. People are going and oh, I heard about this because of the the Boomer Means Pod. Then you go in and you say, hey, I run this podcast. We mentioned you a couple of times. Uh, we're called Boomer Memes. Was wondering if we could have a partnership. And then uh, they said the owner will send out their uh, uh, most beautiful daughter to suck your dick in the lobby. And that's how the deal is sealed. I think the I owner's a pretty it. young guy. So if he has a daughter, I don't want any part of that. Okay, so maybe his like sister or something, but you maybe know, a sister. Uh, uh, it sends out the most beautiful woman in the family of marriable age. I would just be happy with like a hookup of some free product just to use on the show. I mean, that and, comes after the dick Yeah, I mean, not in my experience. <laughs> that's, God, prob- damn, <laughs> that's probably fuck. bad. I probably shouldn't have said that. Fuck. <laughs> God damn. Oh, I hate that. I hate that <laughs> bit a lot. Well, it's just weed. It's not like I'm like, I get girls drunk and then they suck. Yeah. That'd be bad. That would be real bad. That'd be we, super bad. It, no one... No one sucked a dick on weed who didn't want to suck the dick before the weed. The weed never very was true. the deciding factor. This is very unless, true. Unless the person loved weed and loved the fact that this person had lots of it. And was like, oh, I better suck this guy's dick so I now have access to all this weed. That's still probably a problem, but I don't think it's that common. I've, I've tried that before. I've tried like hooking up with a drug dealer before and uh, to get drugs, and it did not work. All I got was neither laid nor drugs. Well, you're also not like a, a pretty like lady. That's true. I mean, I mean, I have pretty lady tits under all of these uh, stupid print collared shirts I wear, under all these bowling shirts I wear. And, and, and you're not opposed to sucking dicks. So I'm not, not opposed to sucking dicks, so I'm ready for it. So whatever hey, comes. Hey, anybody got Literally some, whatever comes. If anybody's got some drugs and they're trying to get their dick sucked, hit up Holler at me. I'll help you out. Look for the guy in the Wait, banana shirt. Look for the guy in the banana shirt. That's how you know. That's how you fucking know. Yes. That's, this, is a, this is what they call a, a streetwalker uniform. So I just uh, I get out there on MLK. It's called peacocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, not I'm not into that, you know. You know, keep that for the toilet. All right. Uh, let's get back on Let's topic get back here. on track. So I got another idea for a comedy show. Okay. This is a little bit wild. This is a little bit out there, so just bear with me. So um, you get two comics on stage at the same time. They both okay. they both wear some kind of like thematic sort of costume. Probably needs to be a little loose and athletic, maybe a little like stretchy spandexy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They need to dress up as some kind of character, and they stay in character the whole time. You pit these two characters against each other where they fight. Now it's mostly scripted, but sometimes it can be improv- improvisational in the moment, and they just basically do these sort of like. The really acrobatic stunts, but it looks like they're fighting. I think people would really like that. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm for that. I can't like that. Sounds like I think they do a show like that out in L.A. But uh, you know, that's a great idea. That's a wonderful idea. I've you know, 
and I may be wrong that someone's doing something like that, you know, in Los Angeles. Um, cause like, it's one of those things that sounds super familiar, but sounds like super new. Cause I can't really put my finger on like what you would even call that where two, you know, uh, costumed comics, uh, uh, do like a sort of scripted combat thing. I mean, that sounds like good television. It sounds like great television. It sounds like Comedy Central should be calling us now. I mean, it sounds like if you were to do a live event, you could probably... The only thing is you have to do like the stage and like, I feel like because of the, the nature of it, you need the stage to be in like the middle of a room and not yeah, like... Yeah, it would have to be in the middle. It would have to be in the round. And then um, probably raised too. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Probably some kind of barrier around it, just because, like, when you're moving like that, you want to be safe. Yeah, we could just sell t-shirts for all the characters. Yeah, sell t-shirts and, uh, like, honestly, something like this, I guarantee, 100% guarantee, in Dallas, Texas, you could do 109,000 seats. Really? You could do 109,000 tickets sold with something like this. I guarantee it. Looks like Ian's working on a new comedy show. I'll, count me in. Count me in. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be your ace, Johnny. What about, um, so I was also thinking about like what people like now in pop culture and like what we could really latch on to. And you know what else I was thinking? You know what people love based on like, you know, like TV is kind of a dying art. Yeah, it's it's done. Like, but when's the last time there was a good TV show? Well, the TV that's surviving is like the trash TV full of like relationships and yeah. stuff like that. And, like I realized like people fucking love drama. So like, what if like now, like we know we're, we're involved in the scene. So we know that there is drama, but we didn't, yeah, you know, like not a lot of that goes public and stuff. So I thought, what if we could do something about all that drama? And it's like, you know, who's fucking, who's fighting all that stuff. And so what we do, how do you, how do you make all that happen? Right. How do you, how do you guide that? Cocaine. We do a comedy reality dating show live on stage. Dude. Yeah. Count me in. Count me in. Ladies. Make it like the dating game, but we get a camera to follow them after. It's like the bachelor and you're the bachelor. Hey. And we get, and we get other female comics to yeah. go on dates with you. Dude. hundred percent. We do these many dates on stage. Oh yeah. And, well, no, no, no. We, we show like a compilation of the dates and then on stage is where I like do the bachelor thing where I give them the rose or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then as they get eliminated, they do a set. Yeah. And so people feel good about them. How much time do we give them? Like, I mean, they're losers. Five minutes. Perfect. The winner gets like 15. No, the winner, winner gets 20. Come on. They're a winner. It's your lady. It's my lady. My lady's getting 20. So I think that might. Now I'm doing 30 after her. Right. Obviously. Yeah, I mean you've you're the man. Yeah. You're a man. you're a you're a real comedian, not yeah. not a female comedian. Yeah, I'm not a comedian. Right. They don't have to give you a special name for it. Yeah, exactly. I just have the name. I just have that job, right? But And it, what woman would what female comedian what, in this town comic? wouldn't love to be on your arm? Yeah, you know, I'm a fucking catch. You know, I'm funny, I'm uh Funnier than they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm kind. Uh, I'm good looking. I have an adequate dick. Like, let's go. You know, and like, I'm, I'm fat, so you know hey, I eat the pussy. As a guy with a big dick, I've found that it can be intimidating. A lot of women seem to just prefer an adequate dick. I guess that's why I clean up. It's literally, Ethan. Ethan's roast is the most true thing ever, where he yeah. said, I, what a waste of a big dick. I, I I'll never forget that because it's actually it's the it's the one roast that made me laugh the hardest. Yeah, because it's, it's it's the one roast that like home. both made you laugh and hurt your feelings. No, it hit home. It hit home. Yeah, but those are the best ones. Those are the best ones. 
You know, that's what that's why you do a roast. That's why you know you know what we should do. You want to be a really good show? It's not even on my list. I'm just it's just now occurring to me. Uh, we do gorilla roasts. Gor- are we roasting like Harambe? Like- no, we. We invite, we do, we book a show and act like it's a normal show. And then the person that we're roasting doesn't know that it's a roast. Okay. So that's like legitimately a good idea. I like that one a lot. No, that's so mean and wrong because it's so mean. They didn't have a chance to prepare for it. Or oh, come like, on. They're professionals. They'll be fine. No, 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 no. Like the point of a roast is that you do it to people you love. And then this is such like a hate fucking movie. Oh, and then we're like, oh, okay. So we're not doing it to people we love. Gotcha. Right. Uh, so that's an even better idea. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the second roast of Ben Levine. We're going we're, we're going at him again this we're time. We're going at him again, and this time he's had ketamine therapy, so he's really emotionally raw. He doesn't host a show anymore, so he doesn't feel like he can say whatever he wants about women. But yeah, uh, we just did, so I guess we're just as bad. Hey, but hey, you did. I was just complicit. You were just complicit. Um, so anyway, um, what if we did? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, You know what real, you know, like I used to work in movie theaters, right? And like, mm-hmm. you know what movies typically do the best? Rom-coms. Mm-mm. Action movies. Nope. Horror movies. Nope. Uh, uh, skin flicks. No. What do the best? Kids movies? Kids movies. Yeah. Because you can't sell just one ticket to anyone. <laughs> you don't want to just sell one ticket to a kids movie. <laughs> <laughs> If somebody's like, if some guy, if some guy who looks like me comes up to the fucking ticket booth, well, one ticket for cars, please. One for Rugrats in Paris. Like, fuck that. Get the gun. Yeah, we get the fuck out of here. Uh, no, yeah, you can't do that. But like, so like, whenever you, so like, you're at least selling one other ticket for every kids yeah. movie that you. Yeah. But usually it's a big group of them. So like oh we, yeah. So kids movies would be well. Packed. Kids move in herds. Right, right, right. Well, it's, it's you know birthday parties and yeah. shit like that. So what we do is we say like you know what I know that we you and me especially are some of the the more raunchy raw you know bad boy comics in town. But like maybe what if we dial it back and we did comedy for kids. You know, I, honestly, I'm a prolific writer. Uh, I have a background in uh, children's theater. I have a background in education. I get 100% uh, do that. And, you know, that's a market that no one's really going after is stand-up for, you know, children under 12. Well, like, And, like, you can grab it over there if you want. You don't have to, but I've got the... I'm not uh, going to. My ex uh, gave me uh, Gravity Falls Journal 3. And oh, one, yeah. One thing I loved about Gravity Falls was there was stuff for the kids. Well, also stuff, stuff for, for mommy grown. and daddy. You yeah. know what I mean? You know what I mean? A lot of stuff for mommy and daddy. A lot of stuff for mommy and daddy. Yeah, uh, and that's what the sh- that's what the show would be. Is like we would be like we would tell dirty jokes, just ones that the kids wouldn't understand. Yeah, and then we make fart poo poo jo- noises and they'd yeah. laugh. We'd fall down. You know. Yeah, and and that's all kids really need is falling down. It's like you know I I have a background in you know theater theatrical dance, so I know how to fall pretty. You know if I know how to fall well. Yeah, if it's girls, then we do funny dances. If it's little boys, then we make booger jokes. Yeah. It's easy. Kids are easy. Dude, gi- dude give me give me the opportunity to write 20 minutes of booger jokes for a bunch of 10-year-olds. And once we've conquered that market and we have put our foothold in that, the next step, and this is the real genius move here, 
We just did comedy for kids. Next, we do comedy by kids. We these children, these reg. Because if we start doing, if we start doing comedy shows for kids, what do comedy shows have? Well, they have regulars. Yeah, and we're gonna see kids who are regulars, and we're gonna say you really love this. Have you ever wanted to try it? And then we get them up and we get let them to try it. And yes, I mean, it is comedy. So yeah, their first couple of times, they're going to be kind of shit water. We'll give them a little bit of cocaine. Not yeah, much. Obviously. I mean, they're comics, so they're going to have to learn they're, eventually. They're child, they're child entertainers. Yeah. They're like, going to have to pick that up real quick. Yeah. They got, they got to learn how to, how to move and shake. I mean, look, if, if the kid's not going to do cocaine, then the parents need to at least supply the cocaine for yeah. the, the rest of the show. Well, I mean, they're kids. They could just take them to the doctor and say, Hey, my kid's a little, little hard to handle and they'll get an Adderall script. I think it's a good idea. And then, and then also, we teach the kid to do key bumps Adderall. Adderall's sweet when it goes down. So like, you know, it's the easier thing to snort for children. Right. Well, I mean, you just prescribe them. They can just take it. Yeah, but no, no, we've got to make sure that they're snorting it because, you know, we've got to make sure we're training them for the future, right? You know, because well, I mean, if you're, we're if at this point, we're teachers, you know, we're... I mean, if you're if you're trying to train them for the future, you might as well have them boof it. Actually, yeah, you're not wrong. And my parents made me take suppositories when I got sick as a kid. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah, but, it was but the, it had it to was be the done. 80s. It had to be done. Now, now you can just, you know, everything's oral. Now you get some Dimatap. yeah. Oh man, have you ever boofed Dimatap? Uh, no, I, I mean I butt chugged it, the liquid. I mean, yeah, that's what boofing is. Yeah. So yeah, you've boofed Dimatap. I'm honestly, that's the least shocking thing. I've known you for as for eight years, and that's the least shocking thing you've ever said to me out loud. Grapes, my favorite. It comes out green. <laughs> you know I'm right though. You ever drink too much purple drink and then your poop is green? Yeah, your poop's green for like a while. Yeah. Blue does that to you. Yeah, I have a I have a uh a 7-Eleven slurpy problem. And so I'll every now and again I'll get the blue one and then like a day later I was like, "What the fuck's my shit green? What the fuck did I do?" It's like almost kind of black, too. It's like yeah. blackish green. It's like the it's a really gross color of green that I wish I could replicate for like some of my painting I do. That's the this, you know, there's a way you could do that. No. There's a way you could do that. I mean, I've got enough paints, I can mix them together and figure it out. Um so just sit over the toilet with a bunch of paints and a palette, just mixing until you get the color to match, like, right? Looking looking back. <laughs> for those listening, I'm bending and looking behind me as if I'm sitting on a toilet while painting. You know, I've never tried to do it. It's just because, like, I don't. I feel like if I got into painting while on the toilet, I would have the worst hemorrhoids because I would be on the toilet for like four hours. <laughs> as a, immobile, dude. As a kid, I my parents got so mad at me because I would sit on the toilet for like two hours after I got a Game Boy because I would sit and lose track of time, and then realize like, oh shit, I've been sitting and my legs are numb. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and so my parents were like, you can't, no more Game Boy on the toilet. <laughs> I, I grew up in a Seinfeld household, so we weren't allowed to really have much of anything in the turlet with us because it was marked. No, yeah. I mean, like, y y once you put, like, a magazine or a book in there, that's that's where it that's stays. That's where it lives, yeah. Uh, that's uh, 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 my copy of Party Monster was that for a long time in my house. When I was a, um, when I was, 
I used to be really into the show How I Met Your Mother when it first started. That 100% tracks. Because it was, I mean, I, I fell off of it, but it was it was good for a minute. And I had the Barney Stinson uh, bro code book because he always would yeah. talk about the bro code. And so he had this, they published this book. I got it as a gift. And I was like, that's a perfect bathroom book. <laughs> like to read while you're shitting. It's a good shitter. It, it's a good shitter reader. And then I let someone borrow it <laughs> from my sh- <laughs> From my shitter, and I never got it Did back. Did they, like, borrow it out of the shitter? Did they, like, come out of the shitter like, hey, man, can I borrow this? Yeah. Jesus Christ, that is, like, I'm depraved. I will, I am garbage can hot dog depraved. I am garbage can pizza depraved. I am, I am unprotected sex in this day and age depraved, but I would never take a fucking bathroom book with me anywhere. Well, I used to be, uh, I used to be a musician, and so. Oh, here we go. So we used to, what I'm saying, I used to run with a lot of people who like hygiene wasn't like the, when you live on the road in a van, yeah, that hygiene is kind of becomes the, like a lesser priority. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, that's a good time now to talk about uh, our sponsors. Uh, speaking <laughs> of. Tanner here. You probably know me from Brew Chat and you know that I'm the guy pushing the buttons here behind the, uh, the old BM train over at BMHQ, the Boomer Memes headquarters. So if you're interested in producing your own content or podcast, hit me up. I've been doing that for a couple years around the Brew Chat headquarters. Yeah, expanded that out and now I'm doing that full time. So hit me up if you're wanting to produce your own content. I've got a studio, got a green screen, we've got multicam set up, we've got lights, we've got cameras, we got action. Hit us up, collaborate on something. Let's make something awesome, people. Let's do it. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Riverside Wine and Spirits. They're the number one stop in Chattanooga, Tennessee, the scenic city to get your libations and booze. doesn't matter if you're trying to stock up your cocktail bar, trying to buy some cheese, trying to stock up that beer fridge, or just put together a, a nifty wine cellar for an affordable price with some options. They got what you need. They're going to set you up. They can also do some special orders and things like that. And it's just a great staff. There's not a single curmudgeon in there. It's fantastic. So you're listening to a podcast. I can assume by that that you like the internet. Who doesn't? But you know what else I like? Privacy. So I take privacy pretty important. And in doing so, I use a VPN. If you don't know why you should be using a VPN, just uh, one, I guess, blue collar example, if you will, would be it allows you to get different options on Netflix. You can log into Netflix via different countries and they've got different options of shows to watch. It's pretty nifty. On top of that, it just protects your privacy. It protects ads from trying to stalk you and it protects you from the Mongol hordes and all this sort of stuff. We're going to give you three free months. Go on over to expressvpn.com slash in chaos we trust and you can get three free months on us. Check that out. You know, you're getting stuff from this ad. I don't like being sold stuff either, but we're actually giving you stuff. So go get it. Expressvpn.com slash in chaos we trust. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, y'all ready for this? Tanner's, <laughs> Tanner's probably going to give me the typical Bryant complaints. Like, God damn it, he's so fucking loud compared to everybody else. I can't fucking, like, I try. I do try. I know, but still, it's still a problem. You should yeah. work on it. I do. You should be really, you should be really, you should be really self-conscious my, about it. I'm, I'm going to get my vocal cords cut like a dog. You should, uh, what you need to do is like, just get in get a bark. You need to get into a, and, and by the way, I'll, I'll let Tanner know that he can just cut back in this conversation. <laughs> uh, 
you should get in a really bad relationship for a minute that really just breaks your spirit. So then you're like, yeah, okay, okay, okay I guess. Man, I'll- honestly, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I've had I've had a couple of close calls with those, but what I really need is an abusive girlfriend. That's true. I need I need a physically like I've had mentally and emotionally abusive girlfriends. I need a physically abusive girlfriend. That's what I need. Uh, someone to really put me in my place. Uh, you, see, I still feel like you would like that too much. Yeah, I probably would. You need a woman who's like out of your league and who mostly ignores you. You need, yeah. to, you need to be the cuck. You need to get cucked. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. So back to the show. Back, back to, to the, the show. show. Um, Are you going to do a sync? Uh, oh, I sh- yeah, well, no, because I'll I'll just tell him like I clapped before we went out. Did I not? Did no, I? No, you did not. I clap did not. We okay, so I guess well, he'll see where we. I'll be like, you know that big dead silent part where we went outside in the video and then didn't talk. <laughs> that'll be your that'll be your cue for where the break should go. Um, so we're back. Um, I uh, uh, I've, I've got some more ideas for shows I want to talk oh, yeah, about. I want to hear these. I want to hear. How you're going to save comedy. So we've been talking about a lot of like show ideas to bring people out. But like, I still feel like that's only because, I mean, who are we promoting to? The same people we always promote yeah, to. Yeah, we're promoting to the same audience members, you know, I mean, the mostly, same fans. Like, especially other comics. So I think we need to show, well, A, we need to show that like, it's mandatory for comedy. Like, even if there's no, like, we don't even promote it to, well, what we should do is I need to get back on Facebook and I need to start a new comedy fighters group and only let the comics in who are approved. You know what I mean by that? The the ones that, you know, made it through the gate, you know what I mean? And then use that and, and only book shows through that group and that group alone and only promoted in that group. And then anyone in that group who doesn't pay the cover and come to the show, you're out, you're out. It's, it's over. It's all over with the crying. You're the done. Be- You're ostracized. The best scenes are maintained by like fear and manipulation and, uh, you know, a lot of like, I, I guess, like uh, social blackmail and leverage. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that's like the health. The it, well, No scene is healthy. You want every scene to be. You want a little bit of toxicity. Right. Yeah. You need, you need there to be like a, a clear hierarchy. You know, a, cl- yeah. a clear hierarchy. You, so that you, you have to know who the leader is. How else will you know what direction to go? Well, like, how are you going to climb steps if you don't know what the steps are? Exactly. Like, because exactly. there's not, there's not, there's only one way to do it. And it's whoever is in charge of the scene. That's the way fuck, ever, everyone has to do fuck, it. Fuck, you just gave it to me. I know what it is. You need to, you need to run a show that's a 12 step program. That's true. You need to run a 12 step program. But I've also been thinking about step, see, 12 step programs still within the realm of the comedy sphere. And I'm thinking about, about stepping outside of that okay so you know how we uh, with adventure fight have been doing shows at like the the fandom and nerd conventions yeah 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 what if we started tar- maybe my best show was at a convention what if we started targeting other conventions like dentist conventions or like, like like gun shows oh fuck yeah let's do a gun show or like a boat show oh man yeah 100 percent. or like uh like you know, like I, I, you know, we watch a lot of Channel Five. What about like a sneaker convention? Are there sneaker conventions in town? I'm sure there are. That would be cool. Do like crypto conventions and like yeah, you know, get like NFTs made. Yeah. What does NFT stand for? A uh, non fungible token. Ah, you, you know what I thought it stood for. What? You know. 
What do you think I thought? Say it out loud. I can't. Why not? Because uh, I want to have a career someday. Because <laughs> I want to. Because I want to do comedy again. Do you think anyone listens to this? Do you think anyone's going to listen to this? All right. It's nerd fart tangerines. Yeah, that's it. That's the. <laughs> that's the you one. got me. You got, got me. You. Uh, so yeah. So that's my other other conventions. I feel like you know we're yeah. we're really pigeonholing ourselves by only doing the nerd conventions. But goddamn, we we slayed that last one though. Yeah, dude, that was that was a lot of fun. You know, comedy's dying in town, but uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's it, it's Nerd weird how it's weird blossoming. how like you and me. You know, we're part of the, I guess that dying scene that's yeah. not really we're, relevant we're a anymore. Part of that old guard, but we do like. You know, that show that did great, Slate at. We did that, like, dark humor show that Slate and Graders. Which just goes to tell you that, like, the numbers you're drawing aren't the real measure yeah, of success. Like, it doesn't matter how much audience you get as long as other comics are there to see you doing right, it. Right, especially comics from out of town. Yeah, that's the big important Because you got a network. yeah. So it's like, you, you know, it's it's like rather than like working yeah. on building my own like commu- like my own audience, instead what I should do is work on like expanding my network of who I know, you know, and impressing, exactly. impressing other yeah. comics who are like not quite made it yet, but are just, you know, they're getting, they're getting yeah. festival spots. Yeah. So that's Which something. Those, and those festival spots, like, you know, it's, it's. Of my friend's friend's friend, and that's really the crux of the business. And that's you know what you should be doing is just making sure that every time you do a set, there's someone who isn't from your town that you are like seeking out, finding, making sure they're at the show if they're the headliner. Make sure that you are just bombarding them after the show with questions, right? Because, like, you know, when I'm on the road, when I'm doing road shows, my favorite thing is when, you know, a comic comes up and asks, like, hey, who books in your town? And I get to, you know, talk with them about, like, getting them booked in that town and then what that gets for me, you know? Right. Well, it's, it's also like it's, it's you know, like I was talking about leverage. Like, when you when you run a show, you have the luxury of putting, you know, because I ran a show. I ran a very yeah, successful show. you ran an show extremely successful for show. For two years. Two years of just straight success the whole time through. And I just quit because I got tired of it. Um, yeah, just got, you know, bored because you're so great. I got bored with the, the, the all the, the the $50 a week I was getting, which was, yeah. which is honestly. Uh, that's I, a lot, I, man. If you count that two years of $50 a week, I, I'm. I've probably made more off of comedy than anybody else in this town. Uh, <laughs> but like I probably in to, in some total, I've probably been collectively paid more for comedy. What is that? 50. God damn it. My phone's over there. And I so can't. it's, it's uh, 50 times 52 yeah, so times two, two. Times zero, two times five is 10. Five times zero, zero, five times so about five grand yeah about five grand about yeah. five grand total from comedy and then that's also you know and that's not including, not including other shows you know, I've other been paid shows for. getting paid the you know 50s and 60s and hundreds that usually it's uh, like 20 oh man uh i got I, paid 15 for the one i got canceled at yeah i still got paid so it's like yeah. i didn't i don't feel like it's that bad but you got paid for that show yeah i'm gonna fucking kick his ass you didn't get paid i don't think i did <laughs> He paid me. He paid me fifteen bucks. It wasn't my. I mean, we no. I, I, no, I take that back. He did pay me fifteen bucks. So I bought. I bought uh, beer on the way home. I remember it. that. Yeah, I, I bought, bought beer on the way home. I bought beer on the way home. Jesus, Christ. I was. I was. I was very animated. Did I tell you there was a Huntsville back. comic at JJ's last week? 
Uh, no, who was it? I can't remember his name. A fucking funny dude, okay. super funny guy. Uh, but I brought up, you know, you getting canceled there, and I brought it up as being real funny, and he didn't find it very funny. I was like, <laughs> okay. And I was like, okay, dude. Fucking, it's a good joke. I, I just, I just said earlier in the show that I, I wanted, I like special needs people. I want to see more special needs people. We need more ex- of them succeed. So and honestly, that's what makes Huntsville so special, right? Honestly, is there's so much of that. Well, there. that's why they're so offended by it. Yeah, you know. Um, but anyway, so uh, other show ideas. What let's, do you got? Let's, let's look back. Let's go back to the list. Um, so you know, see, I, I've covered that. Um, oh, so you. I mentioned Ooh. the comedy dating show. Yes. So I thought of another gimmick. Gimme, gimme. Uh, you know what other kind of shows are popular right now? Okay. Reality cooking shows. Oh yeah, give me that. So what if we put like a little like like some some like uh, hot plates on like you know cook connect them through a, an outlet, set up a table on stage, and so like a comic has ten minutes to prepare a meal and deliver their set, and then they get another five while the audience is eating what they made. And then like eating the tapas <laughs> that they're making. Yeah. And then I uh, could hundred percent do that. And then, uh, you know, holy shit, I could 150% do that. And everyone gets a scorecard and it's like based on like, you know, the, 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 the food, you know, also, and the set gets points. And then, you know, cause it's what the other thing that's really important that we're not really, you know, capitalizing on in this town is, People love competition. And right now yeah. we're treating this scene as a collaboration and it really, you know, should be more competitive. We should be out to win and be the best. Yeah. You know? Which is also why, I mean, I know it like kind of left. We should, we should like, you know, even if you're friends with someone, stop collaborating with them. No. Yeah. It should be a hundred percent. Everyone. It's a solo effort. Everyone, you know, well, because you got to have your own brand. You got to have your own value. If you tie yourself up with too, too many other people, you know, you're never going to get, I mean, look at every great band that's ever existed. What did, what happened? They broke up and then the, the actually good talented members went off and did solo careers and did way better. Yeah. Look at, uh, Oh God, what was that band? The Beatles. Uh, yeah. The Beatles, all of the solo careers of everyone in the so Beatles. So much better. So much more like important and remembered to music than you know, the Beatles. Uh, uh, that one guy from Guar, uh, you know, his solo career in LA was oh, yeah, so much yeah. better. Um, you know, uh, uh, they're one of their guitarists left to go be in rise against, which yeah. is such a, a bigger band. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, you know, you got to look at everything as a stepping stone. Exactly. And so, uh, and, and like, but I've been thinking like, how do we, but how do we quantify, you know, a real competition and like it's happened in town before, but it's kind of gone away. And I think we ought to bring back the award show. Oh yeah. That way we know who's the best. And like, yeah. we'll say it's a joke, but we'll also exclude people. We don't want yeah, to be a absolutely. part of it. We're going to exclude people that like aren't cutting the mustard. And we're then gonna... we'll, we'll also like, because we're doing it, like our friends will definitely win. Yeah. And then like, we will win like the biggest. Oh awards. yeah. A hundred percent. We'll win the big ones. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. That's, that's the entire point. And, and then, and then we can say we won an award and get booked off of it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, uh, I, I, I never won like a real award like that. And if, if I did, I would have milked it for years, years and years. I'd tell people I had won some comedy award, right. You know, that would go in my credits. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, it's why well, I am an award-winning roast comic. I won that. You were talking about it. It happened. It was called the Donnie Awards, which that was a thing. Donnie didn't even, I don't think, do. Um, I think Tanner did a little bit, had a little bit to yeah. do with the, <laughs> the behind the scenes. Well, I, I, I did win one of those. I was trying to know something. Oh, but. I won. I won. Uh, I won one. And it's, it's uh, you know, honestly. Yeah, I, I got hardest to follow because I was part of the group that was getting bullied. The, the, the award's so important to me that I haven't taken it out of the trunk of my car because I don't want it to get damaged. Yeah, you want to make sure it's, like, staying clean. And it's pristine. staying. And so it's been in the yeah. trunk of my car since I won it. But that means that anytime I go out, it's always there. I can always just pull it out and show people, look, I won an award for roast humor because I'm. I'm a, and it's a beautiful beautiful award like the the statuette was like very lovingly crafted well i mean like i you know my, my whole my whole very t- well put together yeah and, and i just think that it's just overall uh you know you know comedy the, the whole thing I, I think i think there's not enough ego in comedy you know dude you're right and i think that by like really letting everyone know what everyone really thinks in a platform that's meant to be fun and, 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 and it is a good time, at least, you know, for the people who are friends with the people who are putting yeah. it on. Uh, it's, I think that that really shines as like a good way to really just make sure everyone's in their place. I think that's really what hundred percent, what, what, what the crux of what I'm getting at here. So I think that like, if we really want to save the scene, you got to establish a hierarchy and you got to have the, the, you know, the, the ins and the outs, you know, the, the haves and the have nots. And you gotta, you gotta do it that way. And another way. Well, well, if you're not delineating it, if you're, if you're not making sure that there are have nots, everyone's a have. Well, so here, except the people we don't like and don't include. Yeah. And so, so, but, but also like, you know, there's for every award, there's a bunch of people who don't win it. So, you know, but my, my thing is, is, uh, I think that another way we could really dial that in is we need a new open mic. And like, look, you know, you, I made no secret of this. You're my roommate, so you know this, and you're also yeah. engaging in this journey with me. I've gotten super into, like, cocktails and mixology. And I know that these cocktails oh, yeah. are a little higher end uh, than, you know, your PBR swill that you'll get. No offense. Oh, uh, none taken. Uh, you and I both know that I have a bigger Rolodex up here than you do. Right. So, um Anyway, your um, your your PBR swill that you get at your normal like shitty crust punk dive bars in town. What we need to do is a really like high class open mic that you know with expensive drinks, so that only like the good comics can yeah, afford like, to come out to it. Like get the classy folk out. I think right? it's a good idea for a show. It's a great idea. It's a great you know, idea because it's also the- going to be it's going to get people who like if they have money, they probably also vote Democrat. Yeah, and they're gonna, they're going to like all the same things that I like. And so, like, I can, you know, maybe, you know, I, I feel like we can cater to a real audience of people that really identify with with, with our values, you know? Exactly. Whereas if we're just letting any riffraff in, you know, I mean, they might have voted for Trump, you know? Yeah, and we can't have that. We can't have anybody who is even a little bit different than us involved in any way. No, not at all. Not at all. Not, not, not racially or gender or anything like no, that. No, I mean... I mean, racial and gender won't show up, but we can't fucking. No, they're welcome and encouraged. I mean, I don't know any, so I don't know how to get them yeah. out to the shows. But uh, you know, we will we'll at least say on the flyer that we want them to come, and surely they'll see it and come. But like, if they're like on the wrong side of the, the like yeah. the voting, then yeah, we gotta yeah. you know we and gotta. Like, and the only way to really honestly, make sure that those yeah. people don't come is we just we just make the show too expensive for them because they're yeah. all rural. You know what you do know, they know? I've got a I've got a, a counter to that. I think you may like. You know what we should in- institute for 
comedy shows. We got uh, dogs yeah, that live got, next door. Uh, you guys uh, enjoy the dogs. I yeah. mentioned earlier, everyone loves dogs. Everyone loves dogs. See, audience already. No, I bet if, up. if we told them that we're doing a comedy show, but it's bring your dogs and it's going to be dogs everywhere, I bet they would show up so fast. They would be so excited. They love being in a room full of animals. Yeah, they love it. They love it. And a room full of people and animals and other people's animals. What if, I mean, I bet if we could book a comedy show where it's just other animals and then them. Dude, they yeah. They would totally come. Yeah, they would absolutely show up. But no, um, honestly, what we need to do, because like, I get where you're coming from of like, make it more expensive or whatever. But, you know, I know a lot of people that are in. If, if, if the economy is the gatekeeper, you don't have to be. Exactly. But I've got an even better one because this is a long, this is long con is instead of doing, you know, just go to a more expensive bar, you can do any dive bar in the world, but your audience has to pass a literacy test. Well, yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. Just make them like prove they can read. Uh, right off the, I think that would, I think, I think the crowd who can read would appreciate that. Too. Exactly. I love being tested on my abilities. Yeah. That I should have learned a long time ago. I love, exactly. I love being, you know, you know, it's not an inconvenience for me. It's not at all. It's super easy. Uh, well, for you and me, it's super easy, but for the kind of people we're trying to keep out. Right. You know, I mean, and really you could just be like, okay, I mean, you could, you could, you could be creative with this. Cause you could even say like, okay, like as who typically, you know, when you think about those people, right. Uh, yeah. they typically have sloppy handwriting. And so, oh, yeah. And so you just, when you're making the list, you go, oh, I didn't include any of the names I couldn't read. hundred percent. And that works. 100%. And you just put that top. If I can't read your name, you're not on it. And then you could just say you couldn't read it. It doesn't matter whether you could or not. I can usually read it, but yeah. I mean, honestly, that's why my handwriting is as pristine as it is. You know, like I work well, so hard. Right. Oh, I mean, you know, I want people to know my name when they see it. Exactly. You know? um, let's see. I've got, uh, I'm trying to think of ones I haven't, oh, this is one I haven't thought of. So, um, you know, we're speaking of being inclusive and we're speaking of being, you know, welcoming, you know, I was thinking about like one of those things that like is really, it's hot right now. It's something that people really love. Um, especially in the, the type of people that we want to start coming out to shows. What we should do is you've heard like there's children's drag shows now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We get these. I'm for them. I've been talking about the children's comedy shows. So the next step up from that is we get these children's drag performers who are also probably great comedians. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean drag in general. Drag People, in general. Drag is stand up comedy just like taken up to another level. The pa- the the, the uh, ah, I wish I could remember her name because um, I'm I'm just a piece of shit from town. Yes, I did a, um, I did a, uh, adult spelling bee. Uh, it was Jim Von Tonic and the other one. Yes. Which one are you talking no about? No way. Was it Jim Von Tonic or was it the, I don't know. So that's what I'm saying. I don't remember. Oh I'm, yeah. I don't think it was Jim Von Tonic. It would think it was the other. Jim Von Tonic's hilarious. It might've been Jim Von Tonic. Regardless, 
the funniest person. Yeah. I, I tried to encourage her to come out and start doing shows. And uh, I mean, I, I, I was like, genuinely, you're, you're hilarious. Please, please come out. And so like, you know, I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm making a lot of jokes here today, but I, I do seriously love other people. Um, yeah. but I, my thought is that no one, you know, especially here in the, the rural South, you know, cause Chattanooga, let's be honest, we're rural. We pretend like we're, a, we're a small town that mass look, we have a, we have a smaller population than Huntsville, Alabama. Yep. We are not as big of a city as Huntsville. Yeah. Chew on that. That's that's like the Go smallest think about that. The smallest city in Alabama is bigger than the smallest city in Tennessee. And we act like we're we're higher and mightier. We we act like we're cause, fucking Atlanta. Because we're geographically higher and mightier. But uh and like we have yeah. the, we have better roads, sort of. <laughs> that's fair. Sort of we have better roads. It's all like Chattanooga specifically has bad roads, but the entire state of Alabama has really bad yeah, roads. So I, I have to drive through Alabama more than I care to. And uh, yeah. the only thing I hate more than the roads in Alabama is the size of their fucking bugs. Yeah. Uh, I but, hit a I hit a June bug in Alabama once that cracked my windshield. So anyway, child drag. Queens. Yeah, child child drag queen comics. We we have them do comedy, but we also have them. In between the show, the the comics, with a collection plate taking tips, because who's good at getting ones? Drag queens. And if they're that's fucking brilliant. I think that's, that's fucking brilliant. You know, and I think here in, ten, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, I think that would go over well and wouldn't cause any controversy. No controversy whatsoever. Because everyone loves kids. Everyone, everyone loves kids, drag queens. Everyone loves drag. Everyone, everyone loves, loves giving money to drag queens. Everyone loves stuffing a one in a waistline. Right. Like a garter belt. A garter belt in the mouth. Whatever. Fucking, you know what? Go out. Make that money. You know what? You come to one of these shows, give these, you know, child drag queens, you know, all your ones, but then save a few so you can go see a kid's movie by yourself. There you go. I like where your head's at. Like where your head's at. Go see Cars take, 3. Take the, the child drag queen with you to go see the movie. I'm sure that kid would love to see Rugrats in Paris or whatever. Oh, I'm, no. I'm thinking, uh, that one sticks out. Go see Encanto for the eighth yeah, time. Come on. It's a drag queen kid. They're a theater kid. That's true. Rugrats in Paris just sticks in my mind because that was a kid's movie that came out when I worked in theater. So it's like <laughs> one that's immediately like, uh, I fucking hate this movie. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I you know, because if, if we're going to be diverse, let's be fucking diverse. You know, yeah. let's let's let you know what? Why? Why should someone have to be good at comedy to get booked? Dude, 100 percent. We're trying to be inclusive. So long. We're trying to be inclusive. Let's just like, you know what? If you show up, you deserve. What do they call that? Like you participate, you get rewarded for it. God, this is Boomer Memes now, isn't it? It sure is. <laughs> it sure is. I finally watched you fucking grow into that. Like, I don't hate child drag queens. I don't know any. You know, they're probably fine. They're probably hilarious. I was right. I mean, I wasn't joking about that. They're probably hilarious. They probably are. They probably are. Uh, and, I mean, it's it's fine. It's whatever, man. It's fucking what we ought to do, though is just give one of them 15 minutes and see what happens. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Let's see. Oh, okay. I got another one. 
Um, what if, uh, like, you know, we do a lot of shows, but I feel like we don't bond enough. So what if we got like a bunch of comics, okay, in a in a private setting, like someone's house, okay, you know, all in a room together, okay. We all do a bunch of like heavy psychedelics together. You know, I think I like where your head's at. I think it would, you know, draw a lot of people together. There'd be a lot of peace, love, and harmony. I think everyone would love each other at the end of it. You know, I mean, I just say, like, In you never no, hear that. You never hear comics, like, hanging out and doing drugs. Yeah, you never hear about that. Ever. Ever. I know I've never gotten invited to anything like that. Right. You know, I know I've never done anything like that. Uh, but also, I don't do hard drugs like that. Uh, I did, but I, I've, I've quit. I, yeah. I, I made a big deal about that on the last episode. <laughs> um, I'll do, you know, I'll still smoke legal weed. Yeah. And drink. Yeah, like smoke. Drink smoke legal like alcohol. THC2 or whatever it is. Smoke some Delta 8. Um, I'll, I'll drink all the alcohol you put in front of me. Um, every now and again, I'll get a wild hair and I will buy a bottle of uh, Mucinex. And, you know, because that's perfectly legal. I'll go on that journey. What what about this? What about a comedy show, right? It's a comedy show. Okay. But um it's fully animated. And like mm-hmm. you know, everyone speaks Japanese. Okay, now you're talking. And I've got like a like a a way too big sword. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's like super funny. Uh, you got this big sword. You're throwing it around. You're like every time you're hitting someone with it, you're punching off a one liner. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good to yeah. do like a Japanese animated comedy show. God damn it, my phone's over there. I can't fucking look up how to say uh, "Can I cut in" in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think. I've been reading these out of order, so I'm just having to look through. What haven't I done yet? Christ. Um, All right. I got one. I got one. I got okay, one. Okay, go ahead. Um, this isn't even like a, a show idea. It's just an idea for comedy in general is uh, like we need to really elevate the poop joke. We we need to really elevate like we fart tell jokes. it from higher up. Yeah. Drop uh, it from, <laughs> from yeah. a higher distance. Uh, well, what I want to do is I want to get a like one of those five-gallon paint buckets and just like tape a mic to the side of it. Just take it, rip a huge fart into it. And then like every podcast is going to want to buy that sound clip. You know, that's something interesting. I thought you were going a different direction with it. I thought you were talking about doing it in like a live setting and then just kind of waving the, the bucket out in front of the front row. <laughs> Well, that's the tip bucket. So I open for that's this. That's the tip bucket. The the higher you tip, the uh, more interesting body part I use to pick the tip out of it. With. The um, I my so I used to be in a band. Um, no shit. Well, I used to be in a in a in a pretty successful band, and then I was in a less successful band. Yeah, that was still fun. Uh, but in that less successful band, I got to open for this really cool black metal band called Watain. And Watain worships death. They don't worship Satan. Yeah, you've told me about They worship Watain. death. And so they collect roadkill and, yeah. and rot and anything they can. They're basically Nurgle. Like, yeah. And they um, keep it in this like tank. And then when they go, when they play live, they like release that gas from that decomposing shit into the crowd. It was the nastiest smelling fucking show I've ever seen in my life. I had to stand in the back. And then I ended up like kind of motorboating this girl. Um, 
playing with her boobs. We never hooked up, though. She came to Chattanooga a couple times and stayed at my house one time, and we never hooked up. Dude, all you got to do to seal the deal is just be like, huh? I think we were both scarred by the horrible rot smell. That, like <laughs> We always associated each other with that. And so it was like. No, you look her dead in the eyes and you say, baby, I want to fuck you like that tractor trailer. Fuck that deer. Yeah. And she'll go for it every time. That's how you always get them. Yeah. I uh, no, but but that's the difference. It's I'm not fucking for love. I'm fucking for fun. But I was saying, what if we do like the Watain of comedy? Like we're just okay. We're like, look, this is the most hardcore fucking comedy show you've ever been to. So much that it smells like death. Yeah, because we killed them. We slayed. We slayed them weeks ago, and now you're dealing with the fucking remnants of that. Honestly, book that show and I'll go to it. Or <laughs> that's fucking money. Or counterpoint, you get all you get all the comics who are going to be on this show. It's you know it's not going to be cheap. Everyone has to has to pay four hundred dollars each, and they get a custom replica Muppet of themselves, and they perform oh, as a Muppet. That is so good. Their their normal set. But, you know, you got to think about it because think about the skills like because you, know, you think about all these like gimmick shows out, you know, and like, what are they doing? Well, ultimately, they're building other skills like you got your fake talk shows that are teaching us the important skill of how to be on a talk show. As comedians, yeah. we need to know how to be guests on a talk show yeah, or how to be on a game show because as comedians, we know we need to know how to be contestants on a game show. That's an important skill it's that so will important. develop our comedy brain. It's so important. Puppetry, I think, is the third tier. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's got voice acting. It's got coordination. It's got, uh, you know, it's got duress. You're doing your set under hard circumstances that aren't normal. Uh, You lose the eye contact with the audience. You don't get to see that. So you have no idea if your joke is landing or not until after you tell it. I think it's, I mean, I think... Puppet comedy is going to revolutionize the scene. it'll, It'll change it. And like, you know, we're... This is one of those things where, you know, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, we're standing on the shoulders of Jeff Dunham. And when you want to talk about success as a comic, Jeff Dunham. Well, Jeff Dunham was just the first level. He was a comedian with puppets. Yeah. I'm saying the the puppet is is the the comedian. comedian. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. That's amazing. And again, that's what I'm saying, though, is standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, uh, we would not have gotten the theory of relativity without, you know, all of, you know, the Newtonian physics that we had gotten prior to that. We And we're not going to get, you know, Muppets as stand-up comics without you know, respecting what Jeff Dunham has done for us. Right. And well, done for our art. Probably the most important comic has ever Maybe, lived. maybe the most important artist. Yeah. Of all time. Fair. Like, like, fair. Like, you know, you've got, you've got Starry Night, you've got Guernica, and then you have, uh, Ahmed. Peanut. Oh, I was just, I thought or it was, Ahmed. I thought it was Ahmed. Yeah. You know, just fucking these works of art. And, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants, you you take a Muppet of me in a banana shirt talking about, you know, how hard I fart. And 
that is that next level. I think that's probably the most, uh, like that's the easiest. Like a lot of people are like, I want to be an impressionist, but I'm scared that like some of my impressions will get taken out of context. But like Jeff Dunham never got canceled. He never got canceled. And he was like just doing the impressions he knew how to do. And and yeah. And like, and like some of those racial caricatures that sure they were insensitive. You know, if you're talking about a person, they were a little touchy, but we're talking about puppets. We're talking about puppets. Yeah. Anything to a puppet. We're talking about felt hey, and cardboard. What do, you, what, what do they say kids all the time? They say, show me on the doll where he touched you. Yeah. Which means you can touch the doll. Yeah. You can't get canceled for what you do with a doll. Yeah, you can't get canceled for touching a doll. Or doing a funny voice through a doll. Or fucking a doll. Or, you know, doing a racist caricature through a doll. Yeah. Or lubing up a doll and fucking it on an airplane. Or, you know, um, othering an entire, you know, group of people through a doll. Yeah, or othering a doll. Othering a doll. You can other a doll. You can other a doll. It's so okay. I think that's the, that's the big takeaway from this episode, that's guys. What, yeah. Everyone should pay $400, get a custom Muppet, Muppet made of themselves. I looked it up. It's on Etsy. There's lots. There's Etsy people who do it. Like, there's cheaper ones. Don't get the cheaper one. Get the $400 one. Yeah. Get a real puppet that looks like if you were a Muppet and then... Or just learn upholstery and make it yourself. And then... No, no, be a real artist. Listen, we've already told these comics they need to play more video games. They're not going to have time. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, play video games. Pay someone else to make your muppet. Because you know you've, you're doing comedy. You're doing well. You're making money. Spend that money on a puppet. Use that puppet to tell racist jokes, just like Jeff Dunham, and you'll Do be it. fine. He never got canceled. Never did. Never did. Still selling out arenas. Kevin Hart got canceled for something he did 10 years before the thing that he was supposed to do. And you know what? That's fine. But you know who didn't get canceled? Jeff Dunham, because it was a puppet. Kevin Hart had used a puppet to say all the things he said. We'd be looking at Kevin Hart, the greatest Oscar host who ever walked the earth. That, that point you just made was literally a dunk from the free throw line. Like that's the world needs more of you. You know what? I play good basketball. You do just like you Kevin do. Hart. You do. Yeah. And, and Kevin Hart's the shit. I, I have, I feel like I've heard that somewhere that like, despite his like height, he's great at basketball. I, that honestly makes sense. I don't know that that's true. I, don't I, don't I tell him to, I said it. Don't tell him yeah, I said it. I, I, I went to a, a, a high school where basketball was very important. And uh, all the short guys always played better than all the tall guys. Oh, you know. Until we got it to the fucking tall guys in the key, and they were the ones that, like, handled the actual scoring. Right. Uh, I don't know a lot about basketball, so we'll end the show there. There we Uh, go. You guys, thanks for listening. This has been uh, Ian, or uh, we'll say Bryant and Ian saves the scene. There you go. Um, That's that's the theme. We're here. We're we're just trying to look. I figure my my take is is we could sit here and complain about what's wrong with the scene, but we didn't do that. Instead, we were constructive. We talked about ways that we can make it better. And so I want to thank you guys for listening along. As always, you can follow the show and everything we do at Boomerang's Pod on Instagram. Every, you can get there. The easiest way to get there is iansharpcomedy.com. Also, check out my Patreon where you can give me a buck a month. That's all I'm asking. If you give me more, there's more stuff you can get. But don't worry about that. Just give me a dollar. And then uh, also give him 80 cent for the bus. I've got a couple of stuff up on there. Um, I've got the Boomer Memes Discord, 
which I'd like to be a hub of social activity. But also, I did this. I haven't announced it yet because I, I, you know, I'm just waiting on good timing. I have made a Chattanooga comedy Discord. There's a few people in it. You can get there from IanSharpComedy.com. Uh, but I haven't really pushed it out, so it's not big yet. But I'm going to say it. Go ahead and join the Chattanooga comedy Discord. Everyone can join it. You don't have to do comedy. And we can talk about some of these ideas that we've been discussing there together and share memes and tell inappropriate jokes and have a great fun time it is a safe space where you are allowed to exist so anyway thanks for listening can Uh, i get some plugs in get some plugs in. get some plugs in um i am at jj's bohemia every thursday come watch me do stand-up comedy also follow me on instagram at mickey louse club follow me on twitter at the only bryant and uh, I don't have like a Patreon or uh, anything like that, but I'm planning a move pretty soon. So uh, DM me and I'll uh, tell me how much you are willing to spend and I'll tell you how depraved I'm willing to get. And I think I've heard that they there's Boomer Reams merch now. Oh, shit. I don't know where the link is, but uh, probably if you um, go to like, you know, I don't know. I don't know where to tell you the link is. Maybe the H2B site has a link to it. I don't know. Uh, that's I, I don't want to talk too much about the situation because I don't know how it's going. But uh, we'll try and get – I'll find those links, and I'll put them on my link tree so you can just click right to it. This goes up on Friday. Today is Wednesday, so i got time to do that homework. Oh, shit. So, I can listen to this on my way to Nashville. Yeah, so buy me – buy me or buy yourself a Boomerang shirt. It's going to be in that sick metal font that I paid for um, and because it actually is a font. It's not a real logo. It's just a font. Uh, people always I always would get like logos made be like oh what's that font I mean it's not a fucking font it was hand drawn you piece of shit um, but anyway it's a piece of it's an actual piece of metal logos are actual art guys they're not just a font also My, I'm gonna be in Nashville Tennessee Friday and Saturday hit me up on socials oh yeah if any of listeners are in Nashville hit this guy up he'll buy all your beers yeah I will absolutely buy none of your fucking beers no, he'll just, I will make sure you have a fun fucking story to go home he'll with. do all of your cocaine and he'll fuck I your bitch 100% do all your cocaine and fuck your hoe all right guys thanks for listening be safe we'll see you next time <laughs>